Hello and welcome to Bungholes and Rabbit Holes. Grab did that bottle whiskey of whiskey. This podcast? I did. I almost yeah. Did. Uh, grab that bottle of whiskey. Get cozy and enjoy the rabbit holes with us. Woo! Oh shoot, that was early. Victor's not even here. <laughs> no. To do something no. weird like that. So regretfully, Victor couldn't make it this week. So it's just me and Devo. So you guys are in for a special treat. Yeah. Who knows oh, geez. What, what kind of uh, bungholes, or sorry, the rabbit holes, <laughs> and what kind of bungholes we can become. Yeah, and you know what's funny? We didn't even talk about what bunghole of the week. Yeah, I figured we were just going to do it like old times of uh, just going down That's different rabbit holes, not necessarily oh, yeah. bringing up one singular bunghole. So. You have multiple? I, no, I'm saying like oh. not, not that we narrowed it down, but I have a feeling it's going to be something along the lines of I don't Fair. Know. Okay. Sounds good. Um we'll let the whiskey take on the <laughs> That that's a good point. Take and on this the direction. Is a, this is a good episode for that because we have two high proof bottles that we're gonna actually review this week. There's kind of a reason behind it. Do you have something to say, Diva? No. No. Oh. So this week we're reviewing one that we reviewed back in the day under uh Bung uh Whiskey Biz Podcast. So if you followed us over, you may be like, oh, you guys already reviewed that. But new podcast, we get to review some of the old whiskeys. But part of the reason we're doing Uncut Unfiltered is we I recently found... Smoke Wagon uh, Uncut Unfiltered. Oh, yes. Sorry. Yes. Smoke Wagon Uncut Unfiltered. Um, but I recently found Smoke Wagon Uncut the Younger, which is basically they're uncut unfiltered, but younger. Like by oh. by aging years, right? Uh, yes. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. Younger whiskey. So less aged. Also high proof. Whiskey drinkers that don't know exactly. No. So that's why I was at least throwing that on there. Fair. And I think they were kind of going like the play on words, but also kind of following some of, I forget the distillery that did it, but there's Pliny the Elder. Mm, Uncut the Younger. So I don't know if there's some ties to the name in that way. Not necessarily if they worked with them or anything like that, but giving them... I feel like I'm short on breath today for some reason. I don't fucking know why. I can understand that. Was there a ghost in your bedroom and they just no, undid no. the sheets? So you know how like the, the stair has a, a headrest? Yeah. I didn't. I forgot that it had a headrest, so I was looking back. I was like, what's that black thing that's behind me? Oh, and you looked <laughs> behind your left shoulder when it's on your right? Yeah. That's, a, that's an interesting way to do it, Diva. Okay. so <laughs> interesting guy. So this is going to be a little longer episode, or a little longer bourbon review, because we're going to do a full review of both. Now, Uncut the Younger is what we're going to review first. So if you've... I think you've, I don't know if you've seen the bottle, Devo. So I don't think I have. It kind of, it looks more like their regular bourbon bottle. So mm-hmm. their straight bourbon whiskey bottle, not the small batch, the uncut, unfiltered, the malted rye, or the bonded rye, or their experimental batches. They kind of have like the big circle and the wax looking mm-hmm. stamp in there. So this is just more of a traditional bottle. Uh, we're so they say we took the same philosophy used to create a superior, affordable, easy sipping bourbon. Didn't add any water. Uncut, non chill filtered, fruit forward with lots of candy flavors, cinnamon spice, and plenty of heat. Probably should have stopped before we read that. 
that's, that's okay. Fine. Yeah. So this one comes in at 57.38%, which is two oh, is 114.78 proof. So pretty hot, not super mm-hmm. hot. But it's up there at least. Yeah. So I like, I like that the label is is gold. That's pretty cool. You know they have good bottles. And then if <clears throat> if you aren't familiar with Smoke Wagon, Check them out because they their regular bourbon's not bad. We we will probably review that some point in the near future. Actually, I think I gave you the regular bourbon as well. Yeah, I saw that. And then I gave you this. Uh, I didn't give you the small the batch rye. because I refuse to refuse to drink the small batch anymore. I think I think I think you may have given me the small batch. Did I? It was probably because I wanted to get rid of it. <laughs> not a big fan of their small batch. So. It looks younger, especially for the proof. It's pretty light. Kind of what I'd expect out of like a 90 proof bourbon. Yeah. And and if there was no uh, water that was added, obviously there was no water that was added, but normally it would help lighten the color. But this definitely looks lighter. I I agree with you that it looks like the, the 90 yeah, I think I, I have some 90, like Elijah Craig, I think is darker. Small yeah. batch, small batch. So, <laughs> yeah, obviously, uh, barrel proof would be yes. a, a bit darker. I think the darkest barrel proof is still bullet barrel strength. Oh, yeah. That one has a great uh, dark amber to it. I'm actually getting a decent amount of... Um, I'm getting some like rye feel out of it. I could see that, um, but I was also getting a decent amount of ethanol on the first yes. like nose. Agreed. There's more. So I don't have a problem with ethanol, but I do think that ethanol kind of runs the show on this one on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, a little pininess. Well, when you say the the like a rye scent to it, like that that is what I'm kind of picking yeah, up is the the true. piney kind of more um, earthy. But I, I am getting like a very subtle fruit. Not, I mean, I know it said it on the the uh, bottle, but I don't know if that was meant for like palate or if that was nose. But I'm Is definitely it like a berry. I'm um, almost getting I, more of like a raspberry. That's interesting. I because I, I think when I first aren't smelled fruit, it, <laughs> you know, according to you, <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh i th- i think well not i think i when i first got the the very subtle hint of uh fruit it was more of a citrus though it's interesting because i could see where you're coming from with that <clears throat> but it's not like an orange oh that's funny because i was getting more of an orange <laughs> i was gonna say I almost get like a little bit of lime <laughs> Holy shit. Okay, so we're on completely different uh we had different food for dinner. Yeah. I guess that would change things. Yeah, ever since I said lime, I get like that feeling of uh yeah. So yeah, I don't I have no idea why I'm getting lime, but I'm fucking getting lime. It's like when you toss a lime into a corona. No, okay. Or or kind of like a, a Coors. Or more of a Corona because it's supposed to be there. 
I've never put a lime in a Coors. Well, I, I guess the way that I'm thinking of it, like it's not like, supposed to, like a lime isn't supposed to be in a Coors? Oh, I mean, it's just kind of that hint. Okay. Not necessarily that it's not supposed to be there, but it's just kind of the citrusy that I get. But yeah, the ethanol, the ethanol's slightly, like this isn't an overly inviting nose. No, no. If anything, it's not bad. You're handing this to someone kind of new. Um, it, it's not going to be, it's, they're going to be like, Ooh, really? You want me to drink that type of thing? Oh yeah. I forgot to say this bottle comes in about 60 bucks, 50 to $60, which the uncut unfiltered is about 75 to 80. So there's about a $20 difference. Well, yeah. And I guess am I getting like leathery on this off your, off your first sip? Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a, a hint of leather, <laughs> right? It's kind of like um, there's there's a decent dry dryness to it. To me, it almost drinks a little stale. Okay, stale or flat? Is it because the um, Kentucky Hug isn't as like strong? Like it kind of like fades away. the The Kentucky Hug kind of fades away. It does. So does the flavor. Mm-hmm. Kind of, but but I do get a little bit of that that bourbon bitterness that I prefer to not have in my bourbon. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, it's not. I don't know how you feel. Well, no, I think first sip is isn't too bad because it's not as much ethanol coming in, um, like in your face like it is on the nose. So I, I think I kind of like that True. part of it, um, but the the spice that's coming through is more of like an anise, but not as strong. Like it, the anise There's isn't honestly not a. Oh, sorry. Um, I shouldn't have cut you off. No, you're fine. I have a bad habit. Um, like there's heat, but there, it's not the right type of heat. If that makes any sense. Because we usually like that does spiciness, whether it is like more anise or more cracked pepper, but it, it's it's like it it comes in and I then it's gone right away. It's not it's not uh sticking around. Just like the the flavor profile itself isn't isn't there. It's a shorter finish, and I think that's what's bugging me that it's a, a higher proof that doesn't have as long of a finish. It is. And I think it's, I think part of the reason I think it's flat is because it has kind of a, it's not, there's not much flavor for the proof. Right. Like you're more drinking this to get drunk than you are to like fully enjoy. Yeah. But this is an expensive one to, although, I mean, I mean for the, the proof, proof, yeah. They're only, they're only like three or four high proof bottles that I can think of that are under 50 to $60. True. Old Granddad one fourteen. Baker's is about the same price, a little lower proof. Uh Baker six or, or sorry, no. Seven. Baker seven. seven. And I guess there's an eight now. Someone mentioned there might be an eight, huh. which is interesting. I haven't had that. Um but yeah, it's it's a short finish. To be honest, this is a bottle I was kind of looking for and looking forward to trying. And I think it's 
I'm I'm a little disappointed. Yeah, I, I I don't think there was a ton of hype, but I could agree with you on that. How, Maybe it is just because it is younger. Um, and that very well could be. I, I'm I'm assuming that this is more getting of a like, little sharpie on the nose now. <laughs> I have a feeling that's what I'm going to start getting now too. Thanks for uh, thanks for Probably. saying it. Um, it doesn't say on the bottle how what the age statement is right so i'm assuming then it's like a compared to the regular uncut this is probably a four year compared to like a six probably it's probably a good guess we could probably find it if we really looked it up let me see let me see what i can find man you know it's funny on the second sip i got a lot of oh it's interesting i just saw a review of someone it tasted like a smoky young rye to me Interesting. That's not a bad breakdown of it. Let's see if I can find an age statement. Ah. So I guess this is MGP. Okay. Which some of, if not all of theirs, is MGP, isn't it? Like the only yeah. time that they they do something different is the experimental ones, and it's not MGP. I thought. I don't know. I'm really confused. So, <clears throat> it looks like, to your point, the Uncut Unfiltered is, there's no, like, real age statement, but it's at least, like, six-year barrels. And this is four years old. Okay. I think I've had better MGP juice if this is MGP. It's a little disappointing. I wish, you know, you bring this to six years and you basically have Uncut Unfiltered. It just... It doesn't have the flavors I would hope for. Second sip was spicier, but the spice died out really quick. And it kind of sits into like a like a charred sweetness. I can see that for the definitely the second second sip. The the chard comes through a little bit more. So like that uh leathery oaky feel definitely comes in yeah. a little bit more. Um but still doesn't last very long. So and I think that's what's kind of bugging me a little bit. I don't hate it. It kind of like has grown on me over the sips, but it's still a little disappointing. I kind of excited to go to Uncut Unfiltered, though. <laughs> Are we uh, jumping to that and then doing our uh, ratings after? Oh, uh, we can rate this. I'm going to save a little for... Uh... Yeah, I did too. <clears throat> So, I'll go ahead and jump in. I think it's good. I don't think it's great. I think it would be a good bottle at about $40. I think at $40, it's fair. Well, I think at that 50 to 60 price point, it's there's a lot of other bottles I'd go for. And that's what they were going for, right? Is uh, something that was at least still... Um, more affordable. More affordable, but price-wise, like they're they're still up there. I think that's how they marketed it. I think <clears throat> I think what's happening in the bourbon world is bourbon got really popular, right? And distilleries are starting to catch up or have gotten close to catching up because I feel like the bourbon real like big boom in bourbon happened about five years ago. So now you're starting to get to that point where a lot of your $40 and under bottles are now caught up on demand. 
the 40 to <clears throat> 40 plus dollar bottles that could be aged nine, 10 years or seven to 10 years aren't quite caught up yet. Right. Like we still are about three years out. Mm-hmm. And the other thing that came out of this big bourbon boom is all these random distillers coming out of nowhere or random whiskey companies. And we've done a, our fair share of them. Mm-hmm. So because all these new whiskey companies are coming out, they're buying sourced alcohol. Well, MGP is one of the big sorcer- sorcerers. He's We're going to call him a sorcerer today. <laughs> okay. I was going to say you're making it sound like they're uh, yeah. wizards or something. Yeah. <laughs> so I think what happened is they started running out of stuff and companies are starting to release younger whiskey. Which I think is dangerous for MGP because I think they had a pretty good name going for a while. Mm-hmm. And you bring in this younger whiskey and it's not going to quite hit the same. And it could lead to some negatives. Like for me, this is kind of disappointing knowing that it's, I, I, it sounds like from what I read quickly, it's MGP. I'll, uh, I'll verify later and I'll get back to you guys next week to let you know for sure. But it's not bad. I think that's why it's younger. And they marketed it as a cost savings, but really they were kind of out out of ideas, like out of, they didn't have enough to produce. And smoke wagons gotten really popular. Mm -hmm. So they're selling a ton of bottles. So they're probably running out of what they have that's a higher age. Yeah. That's my guess. No, that makes sense. But it could be a little bit of everything. It's good, not great. I'm going to give it a 3.75. I don't hate it. I'm not going to be reaching for this regularly. I don't think it's worth the price. Um, The flavor just... I, I mean, I've had more... I've had other bourbons in the 90 to 100 proof with more flavor than this. Now, I don't think the ethanol pulls through. I don't think it's like heavy ethanol. I don't think it drinks its proof. And part of that is I would expect more flavor from this proof. But it's just a little flat for me. And there's just not that flavor I'd like to come through. So with that being said, 3.75. I think this is, I don't think it's a bad purchase if you can find it for 50 bucks, Mm -hmm. which I've seen it at 50 to 60 kind of in my quick search for online because I don't know how easily accessible it is outside of other states outside of the western part of the states I I bought this yeah I bought this at a Vegas liquor store for 50 so you're probably going to be in the 60 range if you can find it for 50 and you really like smoke wagon product don't like take my lower review and be like, oh, I don't want to try it. I don't think it's a bad purchase. I'm just not going to go out buying another bottle. Makes sense. Where you would find me buying another Uncut Unfiltered, another one of their Rise. I think their Rise are great. This one's just not at that level. It's not far off, but it's just not there. So I think value rating, ah, it's tough. I think I'm going to give it a three and a half on value. Partly because I was a little more excited to see it. It's been not necessarily, it's a weird one because it's not quite hyped, but I think it has a lot of buzz about it. They were probably going for so, the, the people that were or are looking for 
um, a higher proof bottle, but not the $80 range, like you were saying, for um, the regular uncut, unfiltered. You're probably right. Because I think probably right. the only other one that we have reviewed on a show has been the Backbone Uncut Unfiltered. One cut unfiltered, just basically the same as cask strength barrel well, strength. Yeah, I guess I guess that's true name. too. But uh, at least within the, the only name one that, of, or the the only one that yeah, the only one that's different. Oh, well, we had a yeah backbone back a long long time ago. We brought in your favorite X ray X ray rye, which is X ray. That'd be a good name, X ray. Sounds <laughs> like you're like European trying to say X ray or something. Uh huh. Um. X-ray is uncut, unfiltered, right? No, no, no. Doesn't say that on the bottle. No, it's not. It's not on the bottle. No. Okay. Um, Interesting. It's just that uh, backbone. Um, that specific bottle was was the one that was uncut, unfiltered. Okay. So yeah, that's about where I'm standing with it. Uh. I don't really have anything else to say about it. I'm not going to mix it. Probably not going to have this with a cigar. It's a little too boring. Yeah, it's... it's yeah, I, I was teetering between a 3.75 and a 4. Um, because... I think either's a fair rating. Um, like, for me, bottle helps it in terms of look. Uh, the... They do have a super cool logo. <clears throat> like there are some nights that I don't want a long, flavorful uh, bourbon. It's just more of like, okay, I just need the taste of it and <clears throat> something to where like I can get at least a little bit of like, oh, okay, a buzz? I feel it, yeah, type of thing. And I would. Couldn't you just have like a an extra half pour of like Woodford <laughs> Reserve Double Oak though? Uh, Woodford Reserve Double Oaks is heavy in terms of like the um the flavor like lingers a bit more. Okay. Like like there's some nights where it's just like you know what I just want just something to wet the whistle, but has at least somewhat of a punch or at least something to give me a little bit of a buzz to you know, calm me down or whatever. And I, fair enough. So I think that's why I I was teetering. I think I am going to give it a four. Um, and it's, okay. be, it's because of that where it's like, well, maybe it's also just more recently. Like that's what I'm, my mouth or my mouth. That sounds so funny to say that that's what my mouth is searching for. <laughs> but like, that's what my palate is, uh, asking for, um, more recently. Um, I wouldn't want to mix it. Uh, I I do think it is for how much flavor is coming through and everything. I will say that it is a little bit overpriced. So, um, I'll give it a three point seven five for okay. The, um, okay. Yeah, value rating. Fair. Um, other than that. Yeah, I think it I think it is more of a $40 bottle though. Yes. I think oh. at 40 bucks it's a good buy. Yeah. 
I mean, $10 isn't like a huge game changer. Holy shit, this is a lot darker. I mean, it's not super dark. Sorry, I just poured the uh, uncut unfiltered. Um, I poured mine on bottle. Go ahead. Sorry. I was going to say the bottle of the uncut unfiltered and small batch and their rise is pretty damn cool. It's like embossed with the like flower. I don't know what kind of flower it is or plant, whatever, like it's embossed. And then it has that cool stamp in the middle. They did a good job with the bottle. One complaint I have all of their corks slide in, like slide out, like it's a hot dog down a hallway. (laughs) So not a good seal. Well, there's just no, maybe it's a fine seal, but it does. There's no like pop. Okay. Gotcha. I think that's something really exciting for guys when they open a new bottle of whiskey. Definitely. It's it's, it's literally, especially when you've, when you're like, Hey, we're going to open this tonight. You're, you're hoping for that. Good. Yeah. Well, it's just like that first, what, 10 seconds of you meeting someone, you already kind of made up your mind about the person. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? That's the that's the first 10 seconds of a bottle of whiskey. That's that you've made up your mind. It's already on a negative, right? It's got to be damn good whiskey to give you get you back in the game. But color difference is substantial. Like, huge fucking difference in color. One looks like apple juice. One looks like apple cider vinegar. True. Very true. Because I I was actually going to say that one looks like a rye. Like, if you were to look at like a bullet rye. They're usually younger. Mm -hmm. Man, this smells so much better, too. I'm getting actually berries on this one. So. (laughs) Interesting. I kind of see where you're coming from. Is it kind of like on the end of the nose? Yes. Like, like, uh, maybe it's more floral, but I get the floral. I get where you're coming from on the floral, but, and maybe my nose was like confused and went and, and said berry, but it could be more floral. Maybe, maybe like dried fruit, maybe a little dried fruit in there. Ethanol is still get a little bit of the ethanol. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, like it's kind of as you'd expect. Yeah. Yeah, it, it smells like it's going to be hot, um, which this one's coming in at 56.98. So it's actually a little bit oh, less. Oh, thank you for telling me. Yeah, so this, and I think I said this earlier, this bottle comes in at about 75. So about a 50% price increase. I'll I'll say what I think I'm going to say after I actually have this, uh-huh. but we'll, we'll get there. Inviting nose, my, uh, much improved over the other. Mm-hmm. I can say that. Um, I will say there's like this time it's more of like a subtle oak to it. Yes, um, there's more oak on this on the nose. Yeah, and and it, I think that's what helps make it more inviting. Um, but in terms of spices, I, I think it's if I were to say anything, it would be more of like the anise or baking spices rather than the pepper. It, it to me the nose comes off a little complex and balanced, so like it's hard to pick out individual flavors. But you can tell there's a lot of flavor in it. It's like a Venn diagram. Uh, yeah, and it's in the middle of it. 
where everything touches? Yeah, no, I just wanted to make that where you're Harris. coming from. Oh, Harris. Yeah, Kamala. Oh, Jesus. Because <laughs> if he brings up anything, it's always a, a Venn diagram. I mean, it's better than bringing up that the reason we struggled so much in the Revolutionary War was there weren't enough airports. <laughs> True. Or was, was it Jesus the Civil that War? Said that, that we needed. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking A. Sorry. You sure it wasn't Jesus and it was a misinterpretation from what he actually said? I don't know. They don't go over to the border at all, so how would they have known? Kamala went to the cages, right? I don't know. That's really insensitive for me. It's fucked up that that kind of shit happens, but yeah. Uh, whiskey smells good. Ooh. Oh, that's... um. There's a lot of flavor going on. Yeah, that's a bit... And this isn't a first sip. Nice long Kentucky hug, even after your first sip of whiskey for the night. That threw me off. Dude, this is like a fucking meal. Um... Oh, by the way, before we hop out of this, I uh, we had our meet and greet um, with our patrons. So if you do want to be a part of the meet and greets, uh, hop over to patreon.com forward slash bungholes and rabbit holes. And you, you can uh, join. If you join anything over the $5 tier, you'll get invited to our bi-monthly meet and greets. But I was talking with them and they were the ones that recommended we try Hotel Tango, right? Mm-hmm. And they made sure to correct ago. us. They made sure to correct us that it has a flask type shape, but it is not like a canteen. It is like an MRE. Oh, okay. And that's why it has like the ready to drink on it and all that shit. Um, If you're curious what the bottle looks like, go over to our Instagram page. Uh, I think it's probably like four or five pictures old and you can see it there. But I told them that I would correct myself and I'd put, you know, I would, level myself out and uh, let them and, you know, mention that I was wrong. <laughs> I was, I was wrong. Huh? And hubby. Oh, okay. Shrike says, oh, I have something to talk about at Hotel Tango. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, okay. And they're like, he was like, yeah, I didn't want to say anything before, but you guys were way off. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and then they proceeded to show me whiskey bottles in the shape of a canteen i'm like ah oh, that makes sense you know we're kind of in the moment i think because like the flask shape it kind of made me think oh maybe it's like an old canteen i don't know i fucked up i was wrong sorry hotel tango if you listen to the episode and you're listening to this one my apologies i stand corrected but this whiskey is really good uh, the first sip did throw me off though I will say that because like, I think I got a lot more of like a dried fruit on the palate that like. Is there almost like a molasses texture slash flavor to it? Like a molasses sweetness where it's not like. There's like a desserty. Like when you said thick. a meal, I was getting more desserty feel rather than a meal. I was just, when I say it's a meal, I think of it as like heavy. Okay. A lot of flavor, heavier. Uh, you're right, though. It's probably more like dessertish. Cause like I almost got like a cocoa on the finish, like a like not this like maybe like a dark chocolate, or like when you have one of those um, well, what like brand a truffle is it? with the cocoa exterior? Like it's not a it's not a candy or smooth exterior. It's like the actual cocoa powder on the outside. 
No, no, maybe I'm maybe I'm thinking of like cacao or whatever, like a dark chocolate, but with like a ras the raspberry or like a berry is inside the chocolate. I can't remember what the those chocolates are called. They're like squares. Uh, Ghirardelli? Is it from Ghirardelli? Ghirardelli has those, yeah. I don't think I've had a fruity one from them, though. I've had the caramel. I've had the mint. I've had the solid milk chocolate. I can't say that I... This is ta- To me, though, this is tasty. Like, you give this to me, and this... I had a prediction because I've had this one before. To be fair, I tried the Uncut the Younger on our meet and greet because I was like, fuck it, I'm going to try it kind of knowing it was going to be upcoming. And I was just as disappointed then as I was now. I was hoping that maybe it opened you know, up a little bit up. Maybe <clears throat> it didn't. So that, that continues my theory of, I don't think whiskey's actually changed that much. Like people say, <clears throat> but my initial thought was when I had uncut the younger is yes, it's a $25 price difference. But you could be happy with this bottle, drinking like a glass, uncut the younger, you're going to keep reaching for it. So this bottle would last more whiskey nights than uncut the younger would. Yeah. and Like you're going to have at least one and a half times the amount of uncut the younger to get what you're looking for than you would on this. In terms of flavor, yeah. Or getting to a point where you're not necessarily tasting it anymore. (laughs) It's just going I think down both the are, I think both have similar like drinkability or smoothness, as people like to say. Like it's not overly hot or it doesn't have that like, oh shit. Maybe I just drink too much. And that could very well be. But I usually have a day or two of not drinking before an episode. So I'm the same way. I don't I don't think that it's that I we drink a lot. Like if I was having two or three glasses a night, yeah, I, I mean, I'm going to eventually mellow out my palate, but these are both pretty smooth for the proof. Yeah. Um, so I, I, this I, did, have another, I, I did have another uh, sip of it. And I don't know. Like, I, I guess I'm also getting... Obviously, the uh, the dark chocolate usually has like a bitter taste after or like while you're tasting it and all of that. Yeah. And that's the type of bitter that's coming through. And I don't know if I like it. <laughs> really? See, I like, don't get I got more bitterness on uncut than I did uncut the younger than I did on this one. Interesting. Like this one gives you a nice little tongue tingle. The other didn't. This one does. Um, and it does start at like the beginning for the tongue tingle. And kind of goes through, I like the, through of... the palate, and then it uh, when it gets to the finish, um, it finishes dry. And Fuck, it kind I've of had lingers. this bottle a long time. I just caught on to the fact that I've had this bottle a really fucking long time. I just found that it was bottled in 2021. It was a fresh crack, too. So maybe it's changed. Who knows? I'm hoping... They went for keep the flavor similar. Uh-huh. So you should get a similar flavor out of a newer bottle. But I, I guess I've had this bottle on the shelf for a fucking long time. I have another bottle of Uncut Unfiltered, thankfully, uh, up on my shelf. 
I love that. I, I, I think it's, I don't think it's necessarily the best high proof bourbon. I think it's fucking good though. I mean, it you is. You seem questioning that. Well, remember what I was saying that like recently my, the, my palate has been more of like not wanting something that's going to linger for too long or if it is going to linger for me right now, it's, it's got to be like spicy and the okay. lingering flavor is more of like a chocolate bitter. And okay, I guess my palate isn't wanting something like that. Maybe this is a little on the sweeter side, but I, I don't know. I kind of like it. <laughs> That's perfectly but fine. But teach their own. <laughs> yeah. Do you like this more than uncut? The younger? The younger? Um, I would say yes. Uh, mainly because there are there it, there's a lot of flavor going on. So it does make it's pretty complex. It, it does make the drink at least, or the sip, at least um, enjoyable. Okay, but like for my palate right now, I'm. I don't know. I know you were like, "Oh yeah, this is fucking good," and I'm like, "Shit!" Like he's gonna rip me a new one when I say, it. and then it's like it's good. <laughs> Usually do so. Nothing changes. <laughs> Maybe it's not the whiskey. Did you try uncut the younger again? No, I I took another sip just to see if um, because like with all smoke wagons, like it, it kind of grows on you with each sip. It, um, try and cut the younger again. Should I do a um, palate cleanser or no? If you have one, go for it. But I don't think you need one. You're just okay. you're not going to taste anything good out of it, in my opinion. I don't know if this one killed my palate, and that's why. The younger definitely is more bland. Yeah, um, it just it came across with some weird flavors when I had it after having the uh, uncut unfiltered. Yeah, this isn't uh, these two. You don't want to blend. You know how like some people yeah, will they don't do blend that well. It will not blend oh, well. Yeah. Um, I'm not gonna lie. I feel like when you start getting into like forty plus dollar bottles, I don't really want to throw two of them together. Especially if I kind of like either of them. bottle or what. Well, yeah, there's that. That's that's more like you're, <clears throat> you're in terms of a glass of soda or water. You're just basically pouring the spit in there, right? Just the end of it. Yeah, I guess that's true. I mean, I'm not I'm not sipping out of my bottle, so I wouldn't be pouring literal spit into it, but you know, the very end of it. Yeah, I had an ex that um wouldn't drink the rest of her water. Like she was drinking it the whole time, but would leave like a little bit left in the bottle each time. She didn't want the spit water? That's what she said. Like, uh, well, all that is is essentially spit. And I was like, it's your spit. Just drink the fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, you you like swallow your spit all the fucking time. It's yeah. It it that that one annoyed me because uh, she would also leave the bottles in like my car. And I'm sitting there like with not fully drinking in water. In terms of a redneck comedian. You can't fix stupid. <laughs> Was that Tater? I think so, yeah. I say Tater, and I think there was, like, what was it, a ventriloquist that had a 
the pup his name was Dun- Dunworthy mm-hmm. Jeff Dunworthy uh Jeff he was Dunham? The... no uh he's the most recent oh Dunham 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 he's the most recent but I don't he's think the one he that has, has... Tater, but um doesn't he have the no I think I'm no, mixing this... people up well the ventriloquist that I'm thinking of is like um my parents enjoyed watching him oh um, but I think the so not name funny comedy Funny for them. <laughs> for you or me. No, not not for us. Like I feel like in our in like our time in life, the only kind of clean funny jokes are dad jokes. And that's semi- and they're clean. stupid some, some and we of find them, them... innuendos, so Well, I think when I think of dad jokes, you could tell your kids. Right? True. That's True. what I think of dad jokes. Unless yes. they're Shrek type. So, okay, because those are dad jokes too, but just not a. I don't remember anything like overly. I mean, there was like Pinocchio having a thong, but there wasn't like a joke about it. It was more of like a. I don't know, whatever. Yeah. So, Diva, I'm gonna give you the reins here. What are you writing this one? Um. It is better than uh, the younger. Uh, the younger definitely is very bland, but I don't, I don't think I'm going to put it much higher. I'm going to give it a 4.25. Um, and that's mainly because of the bitterness that comes in at the end for the finish. Uh, I do like that it does have a decent amount of flavor that comes through on the palate, but the finish is where. I'm just not in the mood. I don't know if it's just my palate, just not in the mood for this type of drink. It's more of, I guess you could say, um, if I'm having something that is chocolatey, I would go pull for something like this. Like if I'm having a dessert, like I feel like this is more of a dessert one, so I'm not going to be pulling it for like a random night type of thing. It's going to be, more situational, okay. celebratory, and having it with a, a chocolatey dessert. Oh, you you drink bourbon with dessert? Because I, I can't do that. I've done it before. Have you? Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm not going to mix it. Uh, value rating. You'd make a good old-fashioned, though. Uh, are you going to throw a cherry pulling through? You know, throw a cherry in. No, Devo. You know I don't throw a fucking <laughs> cherry in an old fashioned. I know you don't. But that's... I get pissed. I get so irritated when I fucking order an old fashioned and a cherry comes in it. I feel like it's like a bug that's inside what that... there. <laughs> You're like, can you please no, take this I... back? <laughs> I feel like that's something a bowling alley does for you, <laughs> not a whiskey bar. Well, and, and not it... even a maraschino when I'm cherry. Saying... One of those bright red cherries. <laughs> The... Oh yeah, yeah. That's exactly it. It's not like a. It's not a good cherry. It's a yeah. It's it's something you get in a Roy Rogers. Right, right, right. Um, actually, it's just to me. It. I'm probably gonna piss off someone, but that's that's fine. I do it at least once an episode. Um, I think it's it it takes an old fashioned down a notch and makes it more of like a. It kind of almost puts it into like a Jack and Coke status for mixed drinks. 
too frou frou. I think it's cla- kind not frou frou. It's just it, it takes away from like yes, there's cherry and bourbon, and you do sometimes get some orange, but to me, uh, like those bright red cherries that are actual cherries, Devo, but they aren't they they don't really accentuate anything in the drink. They're just strictly a garnish. In I don't mind. know. To me, to me, I think it just sweetens it up, and more people may enjoy it. But I like to taste my bourbon in there, and I think it takes away from that. The Manhattan, I feel like it helps complement, but that's just me. Yes, but you have you have heavy bourbon, very strong vermouth, and you need something to kind of take that bite away of the two. Understandable, in my opinion. Like because in a in a old fashioned, you're basically just watering down your bourbon, you're sweetening it, and then giving it slight like point not freshness, twain, but, okay, right? Yeah, yeah. Like to me, like the orange peel, the more important thing from the orange peel is it makes it a little fresher. It gives you like that freshness. Well, it helps cleanse your your nose palate, if that makes any sense. I can see that. Cause, well, because you rim it, so like. You're getting the citrus on the. I think that just gets the oils on there, so you get a little more when you sip it. Kind of like rimming a margarita glass with salt. Okay. Okay. It's gone um, once you sip off that spot one time. True. I mean, it's not like it's leaving a shit ton of flavor, right? Like it's an orange peel. True. You don't get true. like a ton of juice off of an orange peel unless it's a really fucking good orange. Well, and I guess that's why I was thinking of that. It's more of like the aroma to help with enhancing or true. You're, um, you're not wrong. Yeah. But cause you have a fresh orange, orange twist in there. You go into the glass, you get that nice fresh feeling from an orange peel. And if you're using like, like orange, a uh, uh, Garusta or however you say, or, or the, oh, Angus the bitters. bitters. Yeah. Yeah. You, I think you just have to go with Angostura or there's some good bitters that come out of distilleries because they're making it for bourbon, right? Doesn't Bradshaw have one? I think I don't know if do. Bradshaw does. Woodford Reserve does. Um, Broken Barrel, we've already talked about Broken that. Barrel, they gave us some. <clears throat> Those are pretty fucking potent. I don't necessarily love them. And I don't think well, I think, I think it's those fun ones to were experiment also with some of them. Too, they right? were mole. <laughs> they were mole. Oh, okay. So they were heavy. Um, but I think you always have to, if, like, if you're if you're going into trying to make your own old fashioned, always start with Angostura. I like to do, I think, three total dashes of bitters, and two of them as regular. And then one with the orange bitters. That's what I like to do. Yeah, I think that's where I've been having a hard time trying to figure out my... Um, I don't know why I did that, but... <laughs> it's all good. I was just listening to what you're saying, Devo. Um, you talk with your hands, so I don't even think I notice you use your hands anymore. This is true, and I'm not Italian. You are. You are not. You are not. Yeah. <laughs> but you're just you're just preparing yourself to fight since you're Irish. <laughs> I guess that yeah, that could just be getting it. your arms warmed up. That could be it. Um but to finish off my rating, 
um, value rating would end up being a 4.25. I, I think it's properly um, priced, but I, I wouldn't go above what it's priced at. So the $80 at the max or whatever. Yeah. And I think a lot of the good high proof bourbons we, we enjoy are around that $70, $80 price point. Like Elijah Craig, I think the new retail is 80 bucks. We used to be able to pick it up for seventy. Now it's eighty, or seventy-seven ninety-nine. Whatever the fuck they put on the price tag, but you're basically looking eighty bucks. Bullet Barrel Strength has kept a pretty decent price point. Sixty, right? I mean, shit, it was sixty at least. I got, I got, yeah. I was in Kentucky, and I, I was going to like all these different liquor stores. By the way, if you want to find hard to find bourbon at a good price, don't go to Kentucky. It fucking sucks. Don't, don't make <laughs> sense of that, right? Um, so it, I, I did find a bottle of bullet barrel strength at this one, like hole in the wall. Lauren was like uh, scared that we were stopping there because it was kind of sketchy. Right. So I, I, I'm like, oh, I want to go check it out. It was a shithole, shithole place. Like it was like the liquor store that you go to, to pick up Jim Beam on the way home from, you know, working at the railroad. I mean, let's, and, let's be honest with you walking the streets. No one's really going to want to mess with you anyways. No, but I think she was, she didn't want to go inside. And uh, she, she was, was safer going car. in with you than staying in the car. She, she probably was. I mean, the dude, the dude at the place was super cool guy. We were talking a little bit, not a lot, because I didn't want to leave Lauren out in the car too long. You at least but left I was running, looking, right? Or did you have the windows at, cracked? Uh, I left it. I usually leave the car, the car on. Okay. But I walked in and I, I was looking through that cabinet. There weren't many good bottles in there. Right. So I was, I saw a bullet and I was like, oh, it must be the single barrel. No, it was the, it was the barrel strength and I got it for 50 bucks. I think I was like, oh, how much is this? And I was kind of expecting him to say like 90 bucks or something ludicrous. He was like, oh, it's 50 bucks. I'm like, I will take that. Even though I can find it here, that was that was the hardest thing about going to Kentucky is not buying anything that I could find here. Because there were some bottles that were good prices that maybe I don't come across all the time, but I didn't want to buy stuff that I could find here. Makes sense. And I come across bottles of Bullet Barrel Street. But when it was 50 bucks, I'm like, well, I have to. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's just. I, well, when we first did the review on it, um, we got it for forty, and it was mismarked. Yeah, or is it was correctly marked but mis UPC'd? Yeah, I think like it they was didn't change that. their yeah. system. That was one of the greatest buys ever. I was we got so those. we should have bought the whole fucking shelf. Yeah, because it had was like there eight bottles of it at forty too. bucks. Yeah, because it's not something a lot of people look for. It's probably one of the most underrated bottles I've had. Mm-hmm. And now I think it's gotten popular because people have tried it. Probably because of Whiskey Biz Podcast, which <laughs> we we, uh, we adapted from. So, uh, which we came from. It's mm-hmm. basically the same podcast. We just made some small changes, little name change, you know, rebranding, whatnot, all that fun stuff. What's the rating um, on this one, though? I, I want to know. I'm going to give it a four and a half. To me, this drinks nicely it's a it's good flavor i like it i think it's on the smoother side of high proof bourbons 
uh, like even like Bullet and Elijah Craig, you get that punch of the proof. Now, mind you, they're about four proofs higher. How do you how do you even say that? Four proofs higher. They have their their proofs are usually around one twenty to one twenty two. This is coming in at like one sixteen, one seventeen. So it is higher proof, but I don't think it's enough to really be like, oh, it's going to be a lot hotter, right? Mm-hmm. This is pretty smooth. This is almost a really good entry-level high-proof bourbon. Always coming across that. <laughs> well, no, I mean, to me, like, if, if, you, if you're listening and you're like, oh, I want to try a high-proof bourbon, and I don't want to, but I don't want to get, like... To where it's a Booker's, where it's just fucking hot. I mean, I love Booker's. But that's that's one of those bourbons that I'm questioning whether or not I'm a masochist. Uh, wait, did I get that right? I think it's a masochist, right? Yeah. Sadists? No. Yeah, masochists. I think sadists like to... Do it to other people. Yeah. Right? I think so. I feel like we if we're wrong, confused. let us know. You know how to reach out to us, right? Oh, wait, just in case you didn't. Um, with, bungholes and rabbit holes uh, at gmail.com. Uh, all spelled out. Or bungholes That's and rabbit holes uh, for Instagram and uh, TikTok. TikTok, which it might just be Instagram soon. True, true. Depending on Fucking what a, the man. verdict is. it considered a verdict because it's going through I don't voting? fucking know what it. I don't know what it is. It's yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I, I kind of get why they're doing it. It's like a, it, they're making this shit way too political, though. Yeah, I mean, let, let's be honest. The foil hat people, or that, whatever you want to call them, um, they said this a long time ago in terms of China being like big proponent. Obviously, it came from China and. and they were against it and saying, be careful. And this was like two, three years ago when TikTok first came over. Doesn't TikTok owns Instagram or Instagram TikTok or something like that? Though? No, they're competitors. Like Instagram. It's, will... it's Instagram and Facebook. Yes. Meta. Got it. Yeah. World peace. Not that meta, right? No, not that meta. Not, meta, not that. Not the basketball player. Okay. Um, I actually have a good topic I want to talk to you about. It's not a bunghole. Well, it kind of is because I think there's some stupid shit tied to it. But, um, yeah, so I, I think this could make a good old fashioned. I'm not going to put it in an old fashioned. Maybe I will. I don't know. I have enough you have to a couple uh, bottles, yeah. be like, ah, fuck it. And I'm, I'm, I go to Vegas too often. So and not be able to, uh, I can replenish. always, I can always get another bottle. Yeah. Or usually get another bottle. Who knows? Uh yeah, I like it. I I really do like it. I think it's a good bottle. I think the price is fair at $75. It went up but only from 70 from what mm-hmm. I purchased it for before, so 75 anything from 78 to $80 I think is completely fair. I don't think unless you can't find the bottle and you have to buy it from somewhere that ships to you, I wouldn't pay more than 80. I don't think you need to. It's not something that's like alloc- like that type of allocation. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's it for me. But I, I think I think the uncut 
unfiltered is much better than the uncut the younger. I will agree with you on that. Not not necessarily in terms of much for me, obviously, but because you went a half a point, or yeah, I went three quarters of a point. You went a quarter. Oh, you point. did go three. three we quarters. went opposite. You had a quarter point higher rating on uncut the younger. I had a quarter point higher rating on uncut unfiltered. I get the bitterness that you're feeling, but I don't think it's a bad bitterness. Like I think well, Uncut the Younger had a little less sa- savory bitterness. There's more to it. going on in the nose for the younger and didn't come through on the palate. Okay. Um whereas like I feel like there was a decent amount of uh notes coming in on the nose for the regular and okay. also a decent amount of uh flavor notes coming through on the palate. So um but fair. Yeah, the bitterness, like I said, is it, right now my palate's just not jiving with it. That's fair. That's fair. I think four point two five, that's still a good rating. Still a good bourbon. Um but yeah, that's that's it for the review. So the, that was that was the main reason I wanted to try the two side by side, because it was Younger versus older. Basically, same whiskey, younger versus older. Obviously, probably different years. Right. But still. Which obviously would mean the different seasons changes the... Depends uh, which seasons it went through. A different I time. mean, like, great example, if if you live in California, this season would be completely fucked compared to other seasons in California mm-hmm. for the winter. Mm-hmm. Winter, early spring. It's uh oh. like we we already have surpassed the average amount of rainfall that we have in a year, or we had already surpassed the average amount of rainfall that we get in a year in the first month of the year. Yeah, and and California is also getting looked at as uh, like we're dumbasses because uh, fresh water that the, that has been built up from the dams. It's flowing straight into the ocean now. (laughs) Dude, that's been the problem forever. And that's something that I think is hilarious. We don't build anything up to be able to have like reservoirs or anything like that. To like, if something like this happens, like we can't even store up any water. Yep. Yep. Nope. Completely agree. It's fucking retarded. I don't Sorry, think that that's was your... not a politically correct feeling. No. So what I actually wanted to talk about was talking about Meta, the fucking uh, Zuckerberg. What's it called? The um the Meta Metaverse multiverse. Not the Metaverse multi. The the online like what what the fuck do they call it? VR. Where you're like you are an, a, a person Either? in like a the is that what it is? I don't know. Fuck, what's it called? It's like it's it's basically VR, and you you go into like this this POV. No, this world. It's the new world that they've been creating. I think it is like a, I think it's the meta. Of, um, I think it's. I think I think you're right. I think it is meta. It is the meta. Yeah, yeah. yeah so it is Zuckerberg that's behind it, right? Because um, he's wanting to create a virtual world where people don't yeah, have it's to. Yeah, it's a it's a virtual their... world. Yeah, and so the the kind of <laughs> stupid thing on my side 
was you have to pay for certain land within the the world. Well, yeah, the virtual going, world. Going with a Bitcoin idea. Fuck? Uh, going with Sims. Like it, it's essentially like a, a new age Sims or Ready Player One. You know what I mean? Like, or at least that's how I'm thinking of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that, but like, no, I, I, I understand your like. This is land stupid. means something. Yeah, it's it, like I get paying to go there and all that, but then like people are paying for to go into virtual strip clubs with things that don't look like real people, and then you <laughs> see these videos of like <laughs> you, you see these videos of guys whose character in the world is a female and the guy's doing the dancing behind the scenes. And it's like, this is fucking creepy. I get the it's just, moving. It's, it's like the weed, bro. right? Like, or, uh, what, fuck, what, what is the, is it just fuck VR? That. What is the, no, it's not what? Sony, right? It's not, uh, so you have VR um, unit. You have different. Uh, you have different VR. Usually, I think the metaverse. You have to go through a computer. I don't think you can use a system. Oh, okay. PlayStation sure has VR, but it plays like games. Right. Which, right. This is considered because a game, it's right? VR. Yeah, but I don't think PlayStation has the uh, the capabilities. You have to have pretty good capabilities on your uh, like Oculus. I think is one of the VR. That's uh, what systems. I was thinking of was Oculus. But you're looking at like a four hundred dollar <clears throat> unit, whereas PlayStation's five hundred dollars, and I think the VR unit's like two hundred. Mm, okay. I don't think that PlayStation has quite the capability. But even still, when you go into these worlds, it doesn't even look like semi realistic. No, but people can get addicted, and I think that's the idea behind it, right? Like just like for Facebook when Farmville first came out. People were playing Farmville that was nonstop. I never was got fun. into it, but you know, people were and X on that got me into quite it. a bit. Next got me into it. Um, and but you're, it you're was it was pretty cultivating. Fun. You're you're building up your own little world and whatnot, and like at least that's how I'm thinking of the new metaverse. Is when I, designed to be is to get people kind of socializing yeah. but socializing in a, a digital aspect so here, here, my whole yeah. theory of we're gonna go into a wall is you've seen wally right from disney it, it's about a yeah. trash compactor that goes to like yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we're running into that as we speak <laughs> like, well i mean the, we're gonna the example into. i think of is uh did you ever see that movie surrogate the, it's not like oh, about no, a surrogate, surrogate mother it's with bruce willis it's with no. bruce willis it's where like at a certain like people plug in literally like almost like matrix style and then you you go act like you're someone else basically i think that's why i was thinking of ready player one isn't that the same way yeah i, I think so i don't know I'm not all that familiar with Ready Player One, to be honest. I th- I think did they come out with that movie? Did that come out yet? I know I think that was, was. I think that was a Disney thing. Was it? I didn't, I didn't end up seeing it. I just know that it was. Um, was a person I started going as a into, book, right? Yes. Yeah, but it it, it was like storyline wise, 
a person going into a game to, you know, build up. Yeah, it. I don't think it was quite Tron, but along those See, lines. Here, here's my issue with the the metaverse. I think it's the metaverse. And yeah, because I, I, I'm I'm pretty sure it is just because Zuckerberg is meta, and it's a, like his and, version and he's of the universe. Yeah, yeah. My I issue. Know, with I don't it, know if Gates helped with it with it though. Yeah, Bill Gates may. I don't know. I don't fucking know. I mean, he was involved in some way because most people are using PCs to connect their Oculus, so mm-hmm. probably in some way, shape, or form. I mean, to be honest, these fuckers are all probably part of the new world order that we don't actually know exists or is actually real. We can't verify none of that shit because we aren't rich enough. And, um, you know, they they probably each and every one of them's involved and they want us to get so hooked on it that they're going to destroy us all or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, that's why you got to stay woke. Bro... Uh... <laughs> no, go go into what you were going to talk about because I, I, no, I definitely the, I just think it's too. creepy that you have to like pay for the land within this metaverse. I also think NFTs are ridiculous. Yeah, I, I still weird. don't understand that. I don't um, understand it. I can legitimately guy, go online and take anyone's image and use it as my own, and maybe and I get sued for it. But they probably it. they probably don't have the lawyer. They they don't have the money to afford a lawyer to actually sue me, so they're just gonna be like, "Fuck it," well, you know. And, and I'm not saying I would do that because that's fucked up, but you can. Well, and and I feel like for NFTs, uh, okay, so like art pieces, like they have to go through a process for them to be uh, priced out, or um, what's what's the word? Art's the same shit, though. But but I'm, I'm I've I seen some I'm... really good art that's not worth all that much, and then some really shitty art that's worth a shit ton. <laughs> right. Um, all because some fucker cut his ear off. Um, not only that, but you got the Andy War- Warlock. Is that who it was? That was big in I the eighties, nineties. Maybe um, I, I'm not big Warhol. into art. Warhol, not Warlock. Warhol. Um, no, like I, I, there's at least someone that is cultured within it that gives a an appraisal. That's I I think the word that I was looking for. Like they appraise the art piece, but NFTs you can put just like oh yeah, this is worth a thousand dollars, and it's a picture of my thumbprint. Like I don't know. Okay, so not here's... saying that my life. <sighs> is worth a thousand dollars because of my thumbprint and the thumbprint does a, a lot to <laughs> yeah because try, they could buy your, they that. could they could buy your <laughs> nft of your thumbprint and then go kill someone and plant your thumbprint on it yeah exactly and but i mean that'd be really stupid to use your own thumbprint as an M- nft yeah but i, I guess i, but was I get what you're saying extremes, I get yeah. what you're saying yeah yeah i just what i have a hard time with is there's an appraiser that sets a value. Didn't we watch a movie? We watched a movie on, or maybe I did. I uh, Is that oh. the one with, um, that's the uh, one Jake with the same, and, it, and then the rest of the cast was like from Red. 
the movie Red. Yes. Is that bald, like kind of weird older uh, actor that's I can't uh, think of his name either. And then uh Helen Hunt. Helen Yeah, Helen Helen is it uh, it's not Helen Hunt, is it? I don't, I don't, Isn't her name Helen it's, though? It's Helen. Yeah. It's Something Helen. like that. Yeah, we did watch that. Malkovich. And then there was the Malkovich. John Malkovich. Is it John Malkovich? I feel like that's the name of a movie. It, well, yeah, it is, and that's why I had to get that. that I was like, no, it, it's Fuck. the name of a movie. It's Malkovich. Jesus Christ. Um, let, let's find out what the name of this movie was. I almost spelled Jake with a G. <laughs> you went Jake too. <laughs> Yeah, because I know uh, he was in it. It was uh, nope. He was the main guy. It. He was the main art guy. What the fuck? It's not even showing. Hold on. I had to go into IMDb. Uh. Uh. Velvet oh. Buzz, Buzzsaw. Velvet Buzzsaw. Oh. We did review it on Straight yeah, to TV that's back right. in the day. By the way, we- if you want to hear any of our reviews on movies, you can go check out that podcast. We did that for a while. Um, but just to talk about Jake Gyllenhaal, at least a little bit longer. Um, he was great in Zodiac. He was. He's a great actor. He was very. I good. feel like he, yeah, he's kind oh of God. uh looked over. Like n- not too many people. It is, it is John Malkovich. Forgetting and it wasn't not, Helen Hunt. It? it was uh, it was actually. Hold on, let me go through the cast here. Uh, it was Velvet Buzzsaw, which was Netflix, right? Uh, yes. It was Jake Gyllenhaal, Renee Russo, Zaw Ashton. I don't know who the fuck that is. Tom Surridge, Sturridge, Tony Collette. Oh, that's isn't she? Was. What? Yeah, she looks like the act- actress that was in um, Kill Bill. Oh, uh, you're thinking of. I can't oh, remember her name either. Gosh, this is what name? this is what two high proof bottles of bourbon do to you. You can't remember shit. Oh, um, uh, is it an M- E? Is it an E? Right? No. Kill Bill. Just type in Kill Bill Devin. Come on. <laughs> You're right. That's what I was thinking. It's uh from- Uma Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman. I feel like that that chick kind of e. looks like Who Uma Thurman. Well, it's a U. I mean, at least you're on vowels. <laughs> yeah, I guess there's that. Fair enough. But yeah, it, that was an interesting movie. Uh, check that one out. Uh, I think it's worth a watch. It's weird, but it's kind of entertaining. Well, it, but it, yes, they kind of go through that whole like it's valued because it's abstract and <laughs> shit like legit some of these art pieces that people are like oh my god that's brilliant you're like what the fuck's so brilliant about this this motherfucker was drunk probably high and was like fuck this 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 piece of nylon i'm gonna just throw shit at it well i well and i think that was the they literally threw shit at a fan to see if it'd stick true true and i think that was literally Sorry. Of Malkovich's uh, character. It was kind of like poking fun at like... Yes. The odd. And how is that really making that much money when it's... Yes. Interpretation. Or paintings or art is interpretation, right? Unless you're doing realistic paintings. Then you're really looking at the um, talent behind... 
yes. the art. Where yes. there is a TikToker, I can't remember his name right now, but he does. He's the one that does super realistic, like charcoal pencil drawings. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And he has like it's a ridiculous. very mellow, uh, monotone. And he's like, like this took I, me 32 I, hours to do. But I really enjoyed it. It's, it's one of my favorite ones that I've done so far. It is a self portrait, but, um, just so you know, this is not like, a like it's a photo, but it's not <laughs> a photo. <laughs> Cause obviously you're seeing it through the screen. Yeah. He, he, shit's he really realistic. That. Super fucking realistic. It's badass. Yeah, absolutely. But if he was like, Hey, you can, uh, pay $3,000 for this, right? Which is still not a lot of money for how many hours he put into it, right? Like, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a decent amount of money. It's $100 an hour. But it's not a, a out-of-this-world amount. Yeah, and I can respect some of those um, artists. You know, because most here's of the, the time, thing. They're, pretty hum- they're pretty humble about it. They're just like, hey, yeah. I did this. It, it, I enjoy it. I enjoy doing what I'm doing, but I think there's he's a lot not more, putting his price tag on it. I think there's a lot more heart to those. Uh, like there's a m- lot more heart. Yeah. To the artists that do it for enjoyment versus to make money. Yeah. But my, what I was going to say is he does some unbelievably accurate drawings, drawings, paintings, whatever you want to call it or art. However, I could legitimately take the picture he did, put it online, have it printed on a 48 by 40 canvas and call it for 150, 200 bucks. Mm -hmm. And I don't think like if I were to walk into someone's house, they very well could have a $30,000 piece of art on their wall. I wouldn't fucking know. And to be honest, I really wouldn't fucking care. I mean, oh, that's cool. Actually, I'd probably think they were stupid. Well, like uh, to me, and and I'm not taking away from the painters that do their work, right? Uh-huh. And I understand that there's a rarity, and if someone no longer paints, or if it's the original of a line of art that they made, you know. 100,000 prints and you have the one original, it is very valuable. But in my eyes, I would happily pay $200 for the print versus $30,000 for the original. So in in terms of currency, because, I mean, I guess that's kind of what we're we're looking at, right? Uh, uh, Art definitely has leverage. And I feel like the movie that kind of uh, pushed how much leverage it does have is Monument Men. Oh, shit, it's Not been Minutemen. a long time since I've seen that. Uh, so it's it's with George Clooney. Yeah, Matt Damon. I, uh, I don't remember if I think it, I know Clooney's been. in it. Um, but like it was World War Two times, and uh, the U.S. went in and basically jacked the. German vaults because Germany took over. It was Damon, Bill Murray, John oh, Goodman, Bill Murray Kate Blanchett. It. So it was another star-studded cast. Um, 
I appreciated that film. It could have been also because of the actors. Um, but like, I didn't realize how quote unquote valuable art pieces, whether they're sculptures or paintings or, um, other things that, you know, has and holds value that we don't understand, obviously, because we're not in, in those silent auctions or anything like that. So, well, yeah, we don't make enough. Yeah, like, not even, I mean, yeah. and maybe that's that's why I don't find it like there to me, there are a lot more valuable things, right? Like $30,000, I could have a painting or a car. Well, I think that one's pretty self-explanatory to me. I'm buying a fucking car. Yeah, but uh, some people would end up saying your car depreciates, right? Whereas the painting either holds value or gains in value. As long as someone doesn't fucking run into it. <laughs> I guess right? that's like, true. There's a higher oh. risk that like I have to probably pay more on insurance for that fucking thing than I do on my car. Who was the artist? Oh, I thought you were going to say comedian. A, or was it just a, a movie that I saw where like the artist um, every time like they're not every time it was a focal point in the movie because I know that it was a movie um, where they had their art. It was going in talking about Banksy. Yes. He's a, I don't know if he's real or not. That's, that's kind of like, he's a being or a group of people or something. The lure or lore, right? Yeah. Lore, not lure. But but. the thing, like, I think Banksy is the greatest example of true art. That whole idea, right? Because he has like a painting and it's on show. And as soon as someone buys it, it it shreds itself. Yeah. Yeah. Or something like that. Or it, 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 it turns into a inspector gadget show and it self, you know, what it, what was it? It self destructs. Uh, Detonated. Yeah. Detonated. So (laughs) yeah, I mean, that's what I was thinking too at first. But it is self-destruct. But yeah, it's like that is true. In my eyes, that's true art right there. But does it also kind of like help talk about how like art is only in the eyes of the beholder? Like it's worth true. the $60,000, but truly it's just a painting that can be shredded. Like it's that fragile. Well, it is. I mean, Whereas like diamonds have been made for years and under a lot of pressure, and yet we still put a high value on those too. So like, it's a great point. I mean, same thing with gold, right? Like gold is super valuable, but you or I could technically go out and find gold. But do we go back to uh, trading? <laughs> the barter system—it's not efficient, and that's that's why that's why the dollar is valuable and uh, why like a currency came about yeah was and it originally was the gold currency right it it was backed by gold which was the value of gold was set by someone uh-huh right i mean or, a, or everything a group of people yes so everything has intrinsic value meaning that there's value because people believe it has value 
the dollar isn't backed by anything, which even when it was backed by something, it still had intrinsic value because the thing that it was backed by had intrinsic value. Mm -hmm. If it's like, to me, it reminds me of the story of how lobster was served to peasants because it would get caught in crab traps. Yeah, but now lobster right? is super And then it's it's brought expensive. over to the it's brought over to the US by smart people and they're like, "Oh, this is a delicacy." And people are like, "Oh, fuck, this is great." And then lobster's more more expensive than crab. And it's like, "Holy shit, like everything has intrinsic value, right? Now, it, we go into an apocalyptic world is having lob like you're basically at a point where you are you are trying to find food to survive right Mm -hmm. are you going to be like oh i'd give up two days of food to have one lobster no i think you're going to keep the two days of food right that's bartering in essence right like but everything has intrinsic value except for necessary goods they have a value because you have to eat to survive. And okay, I I definitely agree and understand. I don't have that. to have gold to survive. Rue and I and I guess gold's pretty. I'm sorry that I keep bringing I keep bringing up movies because for some reason that's just where my mind's going right now. Um, it's all good because the way the way that you're kind of like describing it and the levels of each thing. Um, I'm thinking of like the Hunger Games, where like you have the different factions, uh, or uh, yeah, I think it's factions. But like, uh, Katniss was from twelve. Anyways, like it, it, the poorest of the poor. So yeah, like, bread is something that is of high value. Um. She so has a lot of calories, food and everything. And she, you know, brings it back for her, um, her family. So when they're on the train going, um, to the different places, like she gets upset at one point and is like, what the fuck are we doing? Uh, essentially like, what the fuck are we doing? Like there's people dying, there's people starving. And yet we're yeah. sitting up here enjoying stuff. Like I'm going to go back to, suffering so to speak because my uh, my people are suffering like mm-hmm. it it was that whole concept um mm-hmm. gosh dang it this uncut is making it like <laughs> maybe it's better than you a thought a deeper conversation uh than what i was expecting it was going to go does that give it a higher rating no no it's oh, it's okay. still the same rating it's just okay. surprising sure. that well and I, I had to ask. I, uh, I mixed the two. Uh, How was on that? My last little pour. Uh, the regular uncut, unfiltered was coming through a lot more, but I think it helped mellow. Uh, the younger kind of helped mellow out the uh, okay. chocolate bitter. Oh, okay. But yeah, there's it's 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 one of those things like. Someone smarter than me says that it's worth something, right? Like in in art, in in my eyes, is a luxury good, right? And I, mm-hmm. I think in most people's eyes, it would be a luxury good. The rich have art, right? 
and like I would say we're middle class, right? I, I think that's that's fair where we would be. We have art, quote unquote, but it's like printed art. Right? It yeah. looks nice. It looks nice, but there's no, you know, ridges from the oil painting the oil paint that they use to print it. And if there are, it's because we found it at a fucking thrift store for cheap and we liked it. Yeah, definitely. Or it's art that we made or, or pictures that we took and put it into a frame that is lining the walls and stuff like that. Exactly. But it's, it's, it's to me, it just doesn't, I don't get it. And I, I understand because we like bourbon, right? And there's a rarity issue, right? And that's why Pappy Van Winkle, that's why Pappy goes for the pricing it does. Because they only have so many barrels and so many bottles that they have. And only so many of those bottles can be purchased. And of those, most of the people that purchase them, the companies that purchase them, they give them to their friends and family. So then the few bottles that come down to us are going for astronomical amounts of money so yes we can get them but because it's rare we have to pay a price for it well and and i guess that's also why like the van goghs the um well shit why can't i think of any other so i could make sense of why a van gogh painting an original van gogh goes for the amount it does Novelty, because the well, there's novelty, but also the fact that they kept that in pristine condi- condition over the that time. Could you imagine, like some of Picasso these paintings come from like the, the year, 1800s, right? right? Uh, was it Picasso? Was it or was it Van Gogh? Mm. It was one of those. I don't know. Obviously, I'm not the greatest. Yeah, we. Yeah, yeah. I'm not either. And I took an art appreciation but class. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, so like you, it, it, some of these paintings that are worth just ridiculous amounts of money come from like the 1800s. So that means that they were maintained for over 200 years and they're almost in pristine condition. Right. And it's the yeah, same thing like from exhibit to exhibit too. They don't stay a, just yes, one exhibit. And you're paying an ass load of money to transport them by companies that are very careful. Right. Have you ever like transported a fucking table in a truck and you're like, fuck, I, I thought I, I thought I packed it in well, but I fucking left a scratch on it. I put a blanket like, down and everything. Yeah. And like, could you imagine trying to like, I would be terrified. Like this thing has to be in like a fucking uh, metal case, airless, airless with... package with yeah. Metal casing and fucking like it's like the like camera camera stands or camera hold- phone. Yeah, it's like camera thing that like when a you gimbal? move it, it's like on like a gyroscope basically. So it's always yeah. in the same position, no matter how like fucking a- crazy this goddamn driver's driving. I think I think it's gimbal. I think that's the. Is that what I don't find? Uh, sure, sure. But it's like I could I can kind of understand that. But some of the shit that goes out, like it's legitimately like someone either threw up or threw painted a fucking poster board. And they're like, it's abstract. It's actually oh my the universe. God. Do you see that? That is. 
Like, bro, I can see fucking it's... boobs in the tile if I look hard enough. <laughs> in the pattern on the tile. Especially depending on the... Yeah, if I'm horny, yeah. <laughs> Completely. It's not that hard to I find. Mean, we see it in the clouds. <laughs> so... right, exactly. Like, it's not... I Yeah, it doesn't make sense well, to me, but you know what? If you can I afford feel. it, go for it, I guess. I don't fucking know. And I, I, and just... I guess that's... <laughs> And we have a problem with world hunger. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I to just go along with what I was thinking in terms of uh, abstract art. It's I feel like like they're they try to portray it or or say that abstract art is uh, objective, but I think it's more subjective because you're looking at a painting that has a whole bunch of splatters and. Uh, different colors and everything, and then you look at the little summary of what what's going on, and like you like look up back up at the painting, and you're like, I mean, okay, I guess that means freedom. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, everything does in the U.S., right? Like the fact that you you could paint a picture with boobies on it, and no one could say no, you can't do that. You just can't show it in elementary school. It's just, you know, setting the nips free. Yeah, free the nip. But yeah, I, I just, I don't fully understand it. But I I don't know. I feel like we could go so many different ways. But we should probably uh, cut it off there before we go down some route that we're going to regret. It's more me because I'll say something stupid. And then be All like, right. fuck, I have to cut it out anyway, so. I feel like I'd be the same way, so you're good. <laughs> and the, this whiskey, I will say, it's a conversational whiskey because fuck, we mm-hmm. haven't had such a off the wall conversation about art and movies <laughs> and gold yeah. and intrinsic value. Yeah, yeah, it's been a while. Been a while. It, yeah, thank you, Econ, for whiskey. intrinsic value. <laughs> whiskey talk of whiskey talks. Right. Well, if you're still listening to us, we definitely thank you for listening. And all that we ask is that you keep it neat and don't be a bunghole. Woo!